On today's installment of Locked On Texans, John and I are going to start our Houston Texans free agency preview plus the latest on Deshaun Watson. But first, it's Monday. Start that countdown. Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Locked On Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than never before. BetOnline is where the game starts. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman, joined by Cody Davis, Sports Illustrated's own. And hmm. for today, we got free agency, right? It's kicked off for the Houston Texans. They brought back some players, signed a player offensive tackle. So that'll be a part of today's discussion. However, there's no way we were going to open this show and not talk about Deshaun Watson, the intimate <laughs> trade that will be happening soon. And the latest on Deshaun Watson really will kick off with this past Friday where he was not indicted on criminal charges. This opened up the floodgates for the Houston Texans to officially start taking calls on a trade. Now, one thing that I want to mention before we actually talk about what's going on with Deshaun Watson is this. And Cody, I'm pretty sure this is already on your mind as well. No trade is happening unless Deshaun Watson weighs his no trade <laughs> calls, right? And so what Houston is doing at this time, they are allowing teams, I'm sorry, they're granting permission uh, for Deshaun Watson to talk to teams that are interested in him. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Saints and the Panthers are the top two teams at this time, and this is Monday's show. We are recording this on Sunday evening uh but those are the top two teams that are interested in deshaun watson that the houston texans have been in contact with and a source of close to the situation someone that i trust have alerted me that the carolina panthers are aggressively pursuing deshaun watson now that was also mentioned on twitter but what i'm hearing is that they are more than aggressive uh, and they are also going to match Nick Casario's asking price, which will include two defensive players. Cody Deshaun Watson should be out of the door within the next 24 to 48 hours. At least I think so. The guarantee for that contract kicks off, I want to say, 3 p.m. on March 16th. We are two days away from that. And by that time, I'm hoping the Houston Texans have the picks, have the players, and the sun is gone. The saga ends. We can really start the uh, jump start to the rebuild and look forward to the future. But what are what is your take on the information with Deshaun Watson so far? That the Houston Texans and Deshaun Watson himself are trying to move quickly to end this marriage. And look, this is a marriage that we have all prepared ourselves for. We know. Dating back to what January of 2021, that this is a marriage that will no longer be 
between Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans. And I also want to add to that list as well. John, you mentioned the Carolina Panthers and the New Orleans Saints. The Seattle Seahawks are still a team that you got to keep their eyes on. As we talked about on Friday's show, they are very interested in flipping those assets that they got back in the trade with when they sent Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos. They want to flip that for Deshaun and also Literally minutes before we came on the show and started recording, Mary Kay Colbert, um, the Cleveland Browns beat reporter for Cleveland.com, reported that the Cleveland Browns are expected to get in the sweepstakes for Deshaun Watson. They are willing to give up three draft picks along with Baker Mayfield and other additional players. And that's pretty interesting because, John, I remember, you know, throughout the season you and I talked about the possibility of you know what about flipping Baker Mayfield flipping Deshaun Watson for Baker Mayfield but you know John look we said everything about this whole Deshaun Watson situation it's only a matter of time at this point and for those of you who are still trying to hold on hope that Deshaun Watson might change his mind it's over you know the fact that the Houston Texans on yesterday came out and decided to grant Deshaun Watson permission to talk to these teams and and they have to work hand in hand in this because John as you just alluded to and everyone already knows that Deshaun has a no trade clause and it really doesn't matter what teams offer the Houston Texans they are not going to move forward unless Deshaun Watson say so yeah and I also want to throw in the Bucks are also uh, trying to get in on the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes very interesting to look at three teams the Panthers the Saints the Bucks. Hmm. It's that time of year where a lot of people may have given up on their New Year's resolutions, but not this year, guys. Stick with it. Stick with me. Let's all be in this thing together. And I understand it. Sometimes when you're trying to eat right and work out and lose weight, it can get very boring about a second or third week. You are really not that into it anymore. But I'm sticking to my resolution this year by eating right, eating healthier, thanks to Bill Bar. Listen, I got it. I get it. Everybody has a sweet tooth, and that's what I like about Bill Bar the most. Covered in 100% chocolate, you have a lot of different flavors to choose from, like the cinnamon churro or the coconut marshmallow or the banana cream pop. And they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. Did I mention it already? Most Bill Bar contains 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein, which is a whole lot better than those candy bars. It usually carries around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and a dozen of those nasty net carbs, right? So go to build.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at build.com. Thanks for making Locked On Texas your first listen every day. Make sure you're following the Locked On NFL, where the Locked On experts cover the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. Just enough time to get your morning coffee, orange juice, or your morning bagel. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Before we dive into the free agency preview, I definitely want to bring you guys some of the news surrounding the Houston Texans and they their free agent moves so far. Chris Conley, the Houston Texans re-signed Chris Conley. Houston also re-signed Christian Kirksey. And the Texans signed former first-run offensive tackle, Cedric Obuhi. We'll get dive. We'll get into that and dive more in the later segment. But first, we have to talk about who hmm. the Houston Texans should continue to look at. 
during the free agency period with kicks off now. <laughs> they're, able to, they're able to start the legal tampering. And then uh, I want to say Wednesday will be the first day that they can actually sign free agents. Yes, sir. And guys, you know, the you, you guys should know me by now. I'm all about the Texans improving this run game prior to the 2022 season. And yes, I understand the Texans, they will probably benefit more going out and draft a running back. But I actually want to see the Texans go out in free agency and sign a running back that can actually help this team sooner rather than later. John, listeners and viewers, the one guy that I'm looking at when you look at possibilities for the Texans for this for this free agency is James Conner. He spent the 2021 season as a member of the Arizona Cardinals who rushed for 752 yards in 15 games last season. And what I like most about Conner he is a guy that always excel in the role where his team needs him. He, if he's, if he needs to be the number one running back, he can excel as the number one running back. If he needs to share the backfield with somebody, he is still going to be a productive back. You're looking at a guy who I think it's safe to say that the Houston Texans will try to have at least two primary running backs for this upcoming season. Probably someone that. that they can actually pair alongside Rex Burkhead. But when you take a look at Connor, his rookie season shared the backfield with Le'Veon Bell in 2017. After Le'Veon Bell left in 2019 and 20, he shared the backfield in Pittsburgh with Benny Snell. Then, of course, last year, he also shared the backfield in Arizona with Chase Edmond. The only time he was by far a number one running back for an organization came during the 2018 season where he recorded his first of two Pro Bowl selections. By the way, this is a running back who is coming off his second selection for that honor. And one another thing that I like about Connor, he's only 26 years old. So if the Texans can go out and sign him, let's say to a two to three year deal, I think the on-field production that he will be able to provide the Texans will be, it will put the Texans in a situation where that will be a position where they probably will not have to worry about upgrading at that position for the next two to three years. Another thing that I like about him, his market value is very affordable for the Houston Texans. You're looking at a guy that's probably going to take somewhere between six to seven million. I really really want to see the Texans bring in running back James Conner. Yeah, I like James Conner. And one thing that you mentioned that I think it should be uh, probably headline next to James Conner is he's very productive in a backfield where he's normally going to split time and snaps. And so mm-hmm. you, you, you want a running back that doesn't necessarily need to be on the field as much as other backs to have the production that James Conner can give you. Now, if we're going to mention running backs, we're definitely going to have to mention offensive linemen. And I look at Bradley hmm. Bozeman, uh, you know, just ended his season with the uh, Baltimore Ravens, only allowed three sacks at the center position. His market value sits around $9 million. And I think that he should, should reach out to Bradley Bozeman, be one of the first steps to restructuring that offensive line right now. I don't think that there are a lot of, a lot of those staple centers coming out this year's draft. Now, we will get a, a haul back for Deshaun Watson so that we may be able to look and see where Tyler Linderbaum sits in the draft and if Houston has him high on their list. But I look at a Bradley Bozeman. Uh, he's a part of a Baltimore Raven team that has led the league, if not in number one, the top three 
top three are running attacks in the NFL for the last three to four years, right? Now, granted, that is behind a Lamar Jackson. However, he plays with great leverage. He plays with great strength and balance, and he knows how to move guys out of the way and create holes for your running backs or Lamar Jackson. And so do I anticipate Houston having a Lamar Jackson here? Absolutely. <laughs> like Davis Mills is nowhere near the athlete of Lamar Jackson. But whether it's a James Conner, whether it's Rex Burkhead, whether it's a drafted running back, whether it's another running back that they have high on their list for free agency, this offensive line cannot be hit in the backfield as much as they were last year. They're going to have to create a push. And Bradley Bozeman, who, as I mentioned, comes with high praise for playing with the Baltimore Ravens for the last four years. I look at him at that center position, and it's hard to come by good centers in this league. As somebody, the Houston Texans should absolutely target. Hmm. And before moving on, John, a couple other names that I do want to throw out there. Um, you know, another position they got to address is the quarterback position. And once again, we are all Davis Mills here on this show. But, of course, the Houston Texans do need to bring in a quality backup quarterback. When I take a look at the quarterback market, I would not be mad if the Houston Texans do go out and sign Jacoby Brissett. This is a guy at this stage in his career, I do believe he is starting to get the sense that he is going to be a career backup. And what I like most about Brissett, one, he is somebody that the Houston Texans can actually trust if, let's say, the development of Davis Mills come to a halt. He is somebody that the Houston Texans can go out there, relieve Davis Mills, like I mentioned, if his production start coming to a halt. And two, most importantly, I think he will be the best backup quarterback where Davis Mills can either A, learn from, and B, most importantly, he will not be looking over his shoulder every time he make a mistake because he's thinking he has a backup behind him that can actually come and take his spot as the Houston Texans starting quarterback. That is a guy I do believe the Houston Texans should consider. And on the defensive side of the ball, we might as well just get prepared for it. Aaron Wilson probably will break this news first thing, first thing tomorrow morning. But Malcolm Butler, I understand he is getting up there in age, but you take a look at the Houston Texans cornerback position they are I want to say maybe a talent away from from having a very solid and reliable cornerback and Remember when I take a look at just released uh Terrence Mitchell as well exactly who, who played and, solid for him last year exactly plus by the way I think if not last Thursday but I believe on Friday we started hearing rumors that Malcolm Butler and the Houston Texans were Friday. flirting with each other uh, and um you know when I take a look at Malcolm Butler the one thing I don't like about it he's 32 years old and we really don't know how much he has left in the tank but take a look at his production last year 100 tackles 14 pass deflections four interceptions you talk about a guy who fit the Texans culture, but at the same time, he's still very talented, even though he's getting up there in age. I wonder if the Texans and Nick Casario flirt how they should flirt with some of these players, <laughs> man. Like, do they, do they set the mood first? I will say, and I'm going to throw this out to you guys. This, this is just an idea uh, with the Houston Texans re-signing Chris Conley. I still think that their wide receiver room needs some work. Hmm. Um, the draft is there. And so there's no telling how Houston is prioritizing that position. But uh, I look at a player like Juju Smith-Suster who won't Whoa, be expensive. really? And, and I'll tell you why. Juju is a player that can play inside and out. Juju, especially after 
you know, coming off the year that he had in Pittsburgh, very underwhelming. Uh, and I'll look up his test stats while I'm talking, but he's a player that will not cost a lot of money, man. Um, hmm. When we look at his salary for last year, he did sign a one-year deal worth $8 million, a signing bonus of seven, uh, $7 million. His salary was $8 million. And so I look at him as a free agent for a reason. Uh, they didn't believe that he was worth bringing back. And, and that's okay for a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers. And last year, uh, after he you know suffered an injury last year, so he only had 129 yards on 15 catches. The year before that, in 2020, 97 yards, I mean, 97 catches, 831 yards. The year before that, 42 catches, 552 yards. And then that one big year for 111 catches, 1400 yards he is a volume guy the best you're going to get out of juju smith is when he has the ball he's getting a lot of catches and i get that but he's still very young right uh only is uh fifth year in the league and the, what i like most about juju is let's say houston goes out and they're able to draft a receiver that you know day one is the number one receiver well that gives you some flexibility with um Brandon Cook's future, if you decide to maybe move on from Brandon Cook's at some point, but you can bring in a Juju who's a prime number two receiver mm. when healthy. And we still have a lot of hopes and high praise for Nico Collins, but Houston can't go into this season with a lackluster receiving group. I don't think that they will. I think they address it. And Juju is a player that it will come very cheap. Just an idea, no speculation <laughs> there. But money-wise, it makes sense. Don't don't get me excited, John. I will love Juju here in Houston, but I think Would you follow and, him on TikTok? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, and I don't want to sound like one of the old heads here, but I think Juju will probably go to a team where he have a better opportunity to build his brand. But to that argument, what I would say, I think that would fit the Texans a lot because one, it would give him an opportunity and give him a, a a reason to go out there and showcase that he can be that a team's number one receiver. Because remember, during his time in in um, Pittsburgh, there was a lot of questions surrounding Juju and whether or not he could be a team number one receiver. And I think he would have a very good chance here in the city of Houston. So I, I mean, I would love Juju. He's affordable. I, him and Davis Mills, Nico on the other side. Hey man, you you, 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 you you put Brandon Cooks in the slot. Above all, oh. you, put, you, you put you put Juju in them HEB commercials, man. And hey, you know they definitely need to you know re recruit. Re, they need to go out and recruit the HEB commercial. I think the only guy that's still on the HEB roster is Justin Reed, and he's about to be going in the next forty eight hours. So so we're gonna see how that works out. But it's that time of year. It's college basketball tournament. It's finally. Upon us, March Madness, from all of the latest odds, the contests, and the player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all of your uh, sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline has you covered for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all of the latest trends in action because BetOnline is where the game starts. Thanks for making the Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NFL. Ryan Tracy 
And former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Before we get out of here, definitely want to give you guys some news about the Houston Texans and who they have already re-signed or brought in. Chris Conley, 22 catches, 323 yards last season, along with two touchdowns, was re-signed by the Houston Texans on Friday. The Texans re-signed linebacker Christian Kirksey on a two-year deal worth up to $10.5 million. Kersey ended his last season with 93 catches. I'm sorry, 93 tackles, one pick, and eight pass deflections. The Texans did sign former first-round offensive tackle Cedric Obuhi. Obuhi is 29 years old, last played for the Baltimore Ravens. Since being drafted, he has played in 60 games and started in 57, but with three teams. Now, here's a good thing about this, bringing in Obuhi, he will be partnered with offensive line coach Warhop, play for him in Jacksonville. So there is some connection there, some familiarity, and I'm pretty sure that they saw the tape and understood that Charlie Head could not return back as a tackle <laughs> for the Houston Texans. Moving forward, Cody, we're looking at a couple of guys on the Houston Texans roster right now. They definitely still want to get a deal done with Desmond King. We're looking at the Kamu Gougier Hill. Houston has spoke highly about Justin Reed and possibly making sure that they can keep him in mm. Houston. Any players so. you're suspecting that the Houston Texans will knock out and have a deal done shortly? Um, I do want to add this to the list as well. The Texans are in talks with Jacob Martin. Jacob There's Martin a possibility that they can bring him back. And the Houston Texans also re-signed Jeff Driscoll, the former quarterback, now tight end but that's neither here or there um you know john you you hit the nail on the coffin with you know the guys that we would like to see the houston texans bring back especially comments guja hill and of course i think at the top of the everybody wish list which I, I still don't know whether or not it's a possibility them reuniting with justin reed but um you know the start of this free agency for the houston texans as of right now um i would say Kristen kirksey was a big win for them yes. not only was he very productive on the field he fit perfect in um lovey smith tampa two defense not only that he is a leader in the locker room and he's one of the guys that kind of helped steer this franchise back in a positive direction last season and we know how bad the 2021 campaign was for the houston texans both on and off the field and it's finally seemed like we are starting to get out of that nightmare the only signing slash re-signing that i did not like is chris conley john we just talked about yeah. you know conley we, we, we did not want to see that signing only because he was not that productive last season. I think right off the top of my head, if I'm not mistaken, the, the he only had, I think, 80 more receiving yards than Danny Amendola, and Amendola missed half the season. <laughs> and Chris Conley played in all except for one, maybe two games. But, you know, Kristen Kersey, that's a big win for the Houston Texans. You know, don't really know what to say about Jeff Driscoll. I mean, I guess he'll still be part of the uh, special team unit. But, you know, I, I would say. Tight end legend. Everybody, <laughs> you know, he don't have no special team. Throw me the ball. Exactly, you know, but, you know, before the Houston Texans really start dipping into free agency, one of the guys that I really want to see them resign is Desmond King. You know, we talked about Malcolm Butler. I think if you can have a cornerback group with um, Butler, King, Lonnie Johnson, 
and Tavier Thomas. And and maybe JC Horn. Yeah, maybe maybe JC Horn. They get J.C. Horn, baby. You know, you're really looking at a, a secondary that's going to take leaps next season because I think we all can agree that after, you know, the, the lack of talent in the running back room, they got to do something with that secondary, especially considering that you might lose arguably your best defensive bat in Justin Reed. But, you know, Desmond King is one of those guys they definitely have to resign. Tom Brady is back. You lying. Tom Brady. These past two months, I've realized my place is still on the field and not <laughs> in the stands. This is real time, by the that way. time will come, but it's not now. I love my team, my teammates, and I love my supportive family. <laughs> this is they real are, time. They it all possible. I'm coming back for my 23rd what? season in Tampa. Take Tampa and scratch him off the Sean Watson. Brady is back. He got tired of helping meal prep for the kids in school. And he saw a spring break happening tomorrow. He's like, you know what? This is not me. I don't know what to do with this. Spring break and his kids here at the house all the time. I'm going back to Tampa. This what? is the Life on Section Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for checking us out today. This is all real time. So when you guys watch it, oh my God. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook as well. Uh, subscribe. I'm just, <laughs> we- uh, just subscribe to the YouTube page. Uh, you guys have been doing great with that. Running the numbers up. Tom uh, like Brady just steals the show. <laughs> Get about here, Cody. Yeah, you know, look, follow, follow us on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Uh, but I guess check out Locked On Buccaneers to know more about this. We, we don't know. We don't know at this point. David Harrison with the Locked On Bucks, man. Uh, he also does the Locked On Commanders, but. Wow. Oh man, this this is crazy. Well, John, like you said, you know, scratch uh Tampa Bay Buccaneers off this list. So I'm pretty sure the Carolina Panthers. Are going to you know fight Thank even harder to, to, to get their hands on Deshaun. But ladies and gentlemen, until next time, or at least we have an emergency podcast. Who knows? <laughs> Peace.